Here we go. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Uh, this is Sunday, October 11th, and uh, we're experiencing just a glorious, gorgeous morning here in Kansas City. Absolutely um, gorgeous. Yeah, trees are starting to change. Sorry. Phoenix family, I wish you could experience this with us. I know this is all our favorite time of year and it's just really pretty. And uh, plus it's really mild. We've had just wonderful weather to be out and enjoying it, kind of Indian summer again. Yeah, the leaves just turned like that. So yeah. we've got a beautiful fall. Yeah. So uh, we're glad Welcome. that you joined us for worship this morning. We've got a, we've got a cool topic today and uh, we posted it yesterday and I think during the week, but we're gonna talk about what is in a name. So yeah. kind of looking forward to getting into that. But uh, did you wanna pray first or? Yes, uh, Pastor uh, Nadia Boltzweber um, had a uh, morning prayer for us all this morning. So let's just begin with the attitude of prayer, whatever that means to you, whatever position you wanna get in or nothing or lounge or whatever. Um, that always throws me off. <laughs> Okay. All right, here we go. God of all things, we made it another week despite the fact that seven days ago I wasn't sure how, so thanks for that. I have some pretty big fears about the future right now, Lord. I mean, some really catastrophic notions about what might happen. If I could ask this one thing, please remind me that this moment right now, the one where the light has just broken the line between the ground and the sky, when all I could hear is the motor of the fridge and the clicking of that cheap wall clock I got from Ikea, when I am in my robe and half my coffee is still sitting warmly in my mug, is the only thing that is real. Bring me back to this moment. Convict me of the fact that there is nothing I can do about the past and that the days to come are never as real as the day I'm in because those fears of mine are starting to feel like a monster from the future that shows up each day and steals the joy, the peace, and the pleasure of the present. And we are in the middle of a global pandemic right now, and I need those things, Lord. Help me vanquish the fear monster. If indeed perfect love casts out fear, then remind me that you already love me in the days to come as you always have from the day of my birth to the day of my death. This is the day that you have made. This day, help me rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. 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 Help me to rejoice and to be glad in it. I love a reference to the coffee because that's one of the things that I had to really start doing in a quiet time was just actually becoming present enough to just say, hey, thank you for this hot cup yeah. of coffee today and just... Yeah. kind of getting your mind to shut off and just yeah. just enjoy where you are and and the and being in the moment being in the moment because that's really all we have future is gone or the past is gone the future hasn't yet come all we have is this moment this day amen so let's say hi to some friends of ours taylor is watching hey taylor our favorite niece and uh, holly is hopefully with her so hi holly glad you guys got up early man it's like got to be eight o'clock in the morning down yeah I'm waiting for it to get cool enough so I can start wrapping up in my awesome um, shawl with the pockets Holly made me and yeah um, just waiting for it to cool down I know and so we've got your mom's watching hi, Mom. Gwen good Kira. morning hi Gwen I promise I won't cuss today <laughs> promises promises <laughs> you didn't you were quoting I almost 
I almost was going to use an inappropriate joke, but she talked me out of that yeah. one too. Mm -hmm. So we're safe. Uh, Meg Zarian's watching. Meg, we're Good praying morning. for you guys. Uh, yes, um, praying for Stephen and hopefully everybody has come out. Um, ho hopefully the girls have come out negative. I'm hoping yeah. um, they're being quarantined because um, uh, Stephen has um, been. Um, got a positive on his COVID test with no symptoms though. Yeah. So actually I'm just praying that it's a false positive right. and uh, everything will be okay. But just when you think it's safe to go back in the water, it's like this kind of happens and reminds you. Yep. I, I see it during the day at work. You know, people tell me that they know somebody that not only was positive, but fighting for their life yes. in the hospital. And yeah. you're like, wow, for just being the flu, this is knocking some people over. Well, so we know better. Right. Yeah. Uh, hey, we've got Diana Koontz watching. Hi, Diana. Hey, give the girls kisses. Hopefully they're still sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hopefully you're enjoying a nice, quiet cup of coffee yourself. <sighs> and uh, Monica Wynn, or Francis, Wynn Francis. Monica Wynn Francis. Monty Monkey to me. Sorry, Monty Mon Monica. <laughs> Been thinking about you a lot yeah, this week. Good morning. Glad good to have morning. you. Well, we encourage uh, participation, so yep. if anybody has a comment or mm -hmm. just want to say, make a statement or, or tell Dawn how beautiful she looks this morning. Oh, stop. I'm awake. <laughs> so, yay me. Yeah, and Todd Krause from my work just logged on. Awesome. So Good morning, I, Todd. Todd, uh, it's nice you get to see me outside of a forklift environment. Uh, so good to have you. I've uh, never seen you in one, so you've never seen. Nope. I was gonna do a live broadcast from my forklift one yeah. time, but my boss scares me, and he'd probably come <laughs> walking out looking for me if he saw me. Just wait and do it after we decorate <laughs> it for Christmas. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, uh, like I mentioned, we're gonna talk about what's in a name, and uh, Don had posted a Shakespeare quote, uh -huh. and you want to read that for everybody? Yeah. So everybody knows this quote. Um, it's from Romeo and Juliet. A rose by any other name would smell as sweet is a popular reference to William Shakespeare's play, Romeo and Juliet, in which Juliet seems to argue that it does not matter that Romeo is from her family's rival house of Montague. That is, that he is named Montague. The reference is often used to imply that the names of things do not affect what they really are in themselves. Juliet compares Romeo to a rose, saying that if he were not named Romeo, he would still be handsome and be Juliet's mm. love. So what is in a name? A, right. a rose by any by other any name? By any other name would still would, be a rose and uh, would still be beautiful and would still smell like a rose. So the problem that we have with names and labels is that we either become, they leave us too distant and far off and mm -hmm. like it's unapproachable. Mm -hmm or it's too familiar right and we we lose we lose its meaning yeah and uh that quote really encompasses the heart of what we're going to talk mm -hmm. about that god by any other name mm -hmm. would still be sweet yeah. and the problem that we have with with the term god yeah is that it's so generic it's extremely generic it's so yeah. religious you know we were talking with our son and daughter-in-law that have spent many years now in, in russia and belarus and uh, eastern europe in, in general mm -hmm. and just the common expression that when somebody would sneeze he mm -hmm. would say god bless you mm -hmm. well that would freak people out yeah. because the only time you use that expression 
is in a very religious in church ceremony yes. or in church, yes. and so it really threw them, and then it was almost blasphemous that he was saying "God bless you" to somebody doing something as just routine as as sneezing. And he's ornery like you, so he just decided did he's it anyway. Keep doing it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he liked the reaction. Did it anyway. Um, so Meg saying that. Uh, Lost of taste and smell and oh. congested, so but he's still doing good. Okay. Good. Well, we got you, Stephen. Yeah, we're praying for yeah. you. Well, Pete ends PhD. You like to listen to his. Uh -huh. He's got a wonderful podcast called The Bible for Normal People. And that's and us, normal people. We're normal people. And I highly recommend it. He's super dry, has a very dry sense of humor. Like me. Like you. Um, but he is extremely knowledgeable in church history and, of course, all the languages that the Bible was written in. And he really just breaks things down um, for, you know, just normal people, you know, mm -hmm. so we can understand. Well, Monica says good morning and Diana says good morning. So Morning. Good morning. Yeah, so Pete N says he's tired of calling God, God. And I love this picture, if you can see it. It's just this traditional man in the sky, old man, God, way off somewhere in the distance, up there ready to pounce on you or do something yeah. terrible. In but robes, on the throne. Pete Enns was writing a book, and he found himself constantly just saying, God, God, yeah. God. Mm -hmm. God. And... You know, he wrote, finally, he, he says, I'm tired of writing God all the time. It feels lazy to me. It feels like calling my wife human. Yeah. And, you know, in a relationship uh, analogy, you, you can, you know, what if with your wife, you're calling her human or, or girl or... Or, hey, you. Hey, you. Yeah. yeah. Or, you know, or you can get too familiar and just, like, be calling her chick. Or mm -hmm. uh, we were joking this morning about calling each other babe. Oh. Babe all the time. <laughs> he was referenced in the office dinner party. If you've never seen that episode, it's extremely cringeworthy and uncomfortable it's, and awkward, but it's awesome. Of course, we did have a friend that watched it and said didn't bother her a bit because that's how her family dynamic yeah. is all the time. I was like, wow! It, it kind of turned us off from the term of endearment, babe, yeah. because it's like all this <laughs> passive-aggressive anger. It was like, didn't I tell you to do that, babe? Yeah. Babe? <laughs> <laughs> and they just wanted to kill each other. Right. But Pete talks about the ancient world. And, you know, we the Bible uses uh, Jewish names for God, like Elohim. Mm -hmm. And uh, we, we, we think that is a special designation. But he points out that in the ancient world, uh, a lot of cultures use some form of the name Elohim. And um, it specifically can refer to God or some other ancient God or a whole bunch of God. It can even refer to angels yep. and uh, and judges. Um, uh oh. I don't know why you leave your papers down. Yeah, I keep not accounting on them. for the wind factor, so I'll just pick them up. Um, Elohim and Syrian culture referred to a pantheon mm -hmm. of whole of, bunch of gods and. Um, and then when Moses uh, talked to God and asked, who do I tell mm -hmm. the people your name is? Well, God said simply, I am. Mm -hmm. I am what I am. I will be what I will be. And, and that's uh, what we, the term Yahweh is how we understand that, which is extremely sacred. Right. And the English Bible then did us a disservice. They just simply translated Yahweh to Lord. Yeah. And uh, Lord can have 
a myriad of meanings, mm -hmm. and Lord is used all the time throughout the Old and the New Testament. Uh, the Greek word theos means God, and again, it's another generic term Very for generic. divine being, yeah. angel, mm -hmm. uh, or some sort of demigod mm -hmm. uh, in their mythology. So Pete Enns wraps it up, and he said God, or Lord, had for the ancient people built-in meetings or connotations that were adapted and transformed to speak of their God. And uh, that was kind of the heart of what he was getting at, is that if it becomes too generic and distant, mm -hmm. in your hearing, it's not going to have that special meaning. Right. It's not going to have that personal, mm -hmm. special meaning. And um, It can also be um, counterproductive to our relationship with God if when we think, and I love the way Pastor Chuck Sumberg says God, he's... He says, he's a big man, and he says, God. God said. Yeah, but for some people, that's that's not a, a, a loving um, feeling or represent, doesn't conjure up feelings of love and acceptance and closeness. Mm -hmm. It's it's that, it's basically Greek mythology. Mm -hmm. It's Zeus on the throne. Um, well, and... He alludes to that, mm -hmm. and we've talked about that before, but you need to really take a look at some of your beliefs about God yeah. because a lot of what we still think in 2020 is based on Greek mythology. Yeah, we have yeah. this old man in the sky, this mm -hmm. Zeus mm -hmm. uh, that's running things, and we have to appease him somehow. We've really got to get away from yeah. that. And so that's why we're talking this morning about what's in a... Name. name you know um so to continue with that but steve's watching so steve's earring um i hope you're feeling okay we're we're praying for you and uh praying that that all is okay so um in what ways does our culture express this idea of how they want to relate to god you know in the ancient culture they used elohim yeah. and they used the same words mm -hmm. Uh, so let's bring that to today and and not be afraid of how our uh, our fellow man is trying to express a need right. for God. And so we've got terms like universe. You hear yeah. that? We hear that a lot, like the universe did this mm -hmm. or the universe is arranging this. And yeah. I'm not afraid of that anymore no. because the Bible talks all the time about God being present everywhere yeah, god holding all, all things together yes. god is the creative source of all things so yeah god is the universe mm -hmm. and so you can look at that in a term of god being the universe mm -hmm. uh what about light yes you know we hear light all the time we even quote it a lot but the new testament and the old testament are full of descriptions of god as being light god is light in him there is no darkness yeah so when you hear your yoga instructor talk about the light within you don't be weirded out because basically she's expressing this love right. for god this whether they know it or not right and and that 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 goes back thousands of years of um, and we've just kind of lost that knowledge yeah. that the the light of God or that divine spark is in each and every single one of us. Mm -hmm. So that's a good one. Uh, God is light. And how about higher power? That weirds yeah. out a lot of Christians. You Twelve know, step program 12 uses step that program. a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they use higher power, yeah. um, which just means. Uh, Higher power. The higher power. Power that's <laughs> better than yours, you know, that right. encompasses everything. Mm -hmm. Even above your wife. Higher power. I don't know about that. But. 
Uh, what about the Native Americans, the Great, yes, spirit? great spirit? What's wrong with that? I mean, Nothing. God is the Great Spirit, yes. and you know, we we spent decades trying to civilize the American Indians, <sighs> and because we thought they were heathens, savages, right? And uh, yet, the more you read about their beliefs, right? Uh, they were very in tune. More, way more in tuned than um, their colonizers. Or Pete Enns had mentioned that he had started referring to God as just the presence. Yeah, capital P presence. Yeah. Well, <sighs> I've I've heard some uh, authors that are secular, but they talk about this eternal life energy mm -hmm. and. Uh, that used to weird me out too, but the more I got to reading in the Bible uh, about God, it made me realize that really it would be appropriate to think of God as like the ultimate energy source. Yes. And I've I've used the analogy with some people of the sun itself yeah. because the sun is constant. It's yeah. it's always it, it is. Mm -hmm. It it's there in the morning. It's there at the night. Even if you can't see it, it's the constant energy. It's That's burning. That's why we have life burning. on Earth. Right, and mm -hmm. it's it's the source of mm -hmm. all life. Mm -hmm. You know, we had to put this in the sun to perk it up, mm -hmm. and um, so that ultimate life energy is an. Yeah, our sun is going to Costco so we're <laughs> he's not happy about it oh he didn't want to go no, he <laughs> well so has God quote unquote been relegated to a very far off a distant without real meaning religious yeah. word to us that yeah. that's the question for today to ponder is in your heart and in your mind has yeah. God just become a religious term. big man in the sky um, the the one that you think is going to lower the boom if you if you do something wrong um, the one that's gonna uh, pay you back for things you've done wrong in your past yes. and so we have a lot of misinformation and um, mm -hmm. really poor understanding of our of our loving loving yeah. God. And that's why G that's why God incarnated through Jesus Christ right. is to show us that that's not who um God is that um that through Jesus Christ we can see what the Bible says the exact representation the exact image of God and you know what did Jesus show us mm -hmm. uh, uh, acceptance God um Jesus would never lower himself to to you know mess with people's morality codes purity codes yeah. you know it's like everybody is invited to the table and all the parables about everyone's invited mm -hmm. to the table um that that is is our god yeah and to go along i've got a story to mm -hmm. go along with that i told told you this week so uh speaking of my work during the day there's a young man that uh, came and asked me for prayer and i said okay sure um, you know what are we praying about and he told me about this bad thing that happened and this bad thing that mm -hmm. happened and this bad thing and one bad thing led to another and he was getting very angry and he didn't want to be mad and and then he goes into telling me that uh, you know before his child was born he was in gangs and he sold drugs and and uh, this and that and well the first thing I did was check for my wallet. <laughs> Michael. 
But uh, I asked him the question. I said, uh, you know, have you accepted Christ? And we're going to talk about that religious term yeah, here at the Yeah, that's really religious, yeah. Uh, and he said, yes. And I said, well, then all of that is in the past. And he said, well, I think maybe God is just paying me back for all the bad things that I've done. And I said, well, no, there's your problem right, right. there. Right, right. Because God is not paying you back right. for all the bad things that you've done. Right. And so I said, we need to have an ongoing conversation at this point about what it meant when you accepted Christ mm -hmm. and how now all things are new yeah. and that this God of love is now with you. There's no retribution. No. God is not now going to make you pay in penance. For something by, that he's already forgiven. Yeah, and, and with stupid things like, you know, things getting stolen and things getting yeah. damaged you know all of a sudden now you start looking at everything in life that's mm -hmm. going wrong um, as God somehow yeah. punishing you and you know I asked him he, he cusses a lot and we talked about the guys at work Todd you, you can back me up they cuss all the time <laughs> but you know I was like what what part of your life do you want God to damn, you know, because you're saying yeah. that all the time. So I just kind of throw that out there, you know, it, with people using these flippant expressions mm -hmm. and words. Think about what you're saying. Well, unfortunately, as people get that term, you know, God damning things um, from religion. Mm -hmm. And then it just gets into our vernacular, but it gets into our, our psyche mm -hmm. as human beings. So sometimes, you know, you've got to, you've got to uh, retrain your brain. And um, so we're going to, are we there yet to Not talk yet. about exercises? Okay, never mind. No. But keep that in mind. We need to retrain our brain. Retrain your brain. Mm -hmm. Think differently. Yes. So we come back to what's in a name. And so we talked about uh, it being too distant. Mm -hmm. You know, when you just relegate this word God to being some far off, distant, mystic mm -hmm. thing. Um, and then there's the problem of being too familiar. And, yeah. you know, when you throw words around like God, you know, yeah. we don't want God to damn anything. Right. And so, you know, retrain your mouth mm -hmm. and your brain. Uh, and there's a parable about that in, in Matthew. And um, it's a king. Uh, that uh, planned a wedding feast and uh, let me read a couple of a couple of quotes from that Jesus said the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who gave a wedding banquet for his son and so he sends his servants out to gather all those in his kingdom to come and celebrate this wedding feast but it says they made light of it and went away. They said, ah, I got this to do. I got work to do. I just got this, that, whatever excuse. But they made light of it. Yeah. It was not important to them. Well, obviously, this angered the king. And so, as Don mentioned, he said, then go, therefore, into the main streets and invite everyone that everyone. you find. The highways and the byways. So he filled, they filled the banquet hall with everyone. The good, the bad, didn't matter. They were yeah. all invited to come. And then the king came in to the wedding banquet and he noticed a man there not wearing a wedding robe. They were all provided these beautiful mm -hmm. garments to help celebrate right. this occasion. And he said, hey, how did you get in here without a, a yeah. robe? And the, the guy was speechless. 
And uh, so this guy gets thrown out. And again, they use the expression we talked about a few weeks ago, they'll be weeping and gnashing of teeth, which was an idiom back then yeah. that meant... It's a common colloquialism Sucks to be time. you. Right, you know? yeah, basically. Yeah, and so, again, the Lord's made light of it. The original called people made light of it. And then those that were brought in by grace and accepted in without mm-hmm. any any presupposition in their life. I mean, they were brought in mm-hmm. at, at uh, the king's grace and free will, and they made li- this guy made light of yeah. it too. And yeah. so um, that was. Let me get my note here. So now in the New Testament, we take this term God. Well, God is now referred to a lot as Father yeah. in the New Testament. Yes. Abba. Abba. Jesus taught us that that God is our our Abba, and that was the term. Um, that um, babies, you know, their first sounds they would make would be that Abba, the ba 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 Abba mm-hmm. sound. And that was just a um, very special, sweet, loving term of endearment for their father mm-hmm. or daddy, we would say. Mm-hmm. So I say this. Just bringing it closer, bringing it closer, bringing it more intimate. Right. And so all through the New Testament, especially in Paul's letters, you see this common greeting of grace and peace Mm -hmm. to you. Glory to God, our Father Mm -hmm. and his son, Jesus, the Christ, Mm -hmm. the anointed, promised one from the beginning to restore Mm -hmm. us to a right relationship with God. Not only with God, but His creation yes. to restore us to a right relationship mm-hmm. with one another. Yeah. Uh, so when you hear these terms in the Bible, think of that in a very universal sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, that God, Community. Christ, Jesus the Christ was the one promised from the beginning mm-hmm. to restore mankind back to a right relationship yeah. with God, His creation, and, and all of us. All things And everywhere. one another. And that's that's the I think one of the main purposes of our scriptures um, is God constantly telling us, "I just want relationship with you. Mm-hmm. I just want this mutual loving um, life. I just want to say um, full of life mm-hmm. uh, relationship with you. That's what it's all about from beginning to end." is that getting back to the garden you know right. the song is where jesus where, where god would walk with adam and eve and that just is a representation of of god's desire to uh be in that just intimate relationship with us not up here judging uh ready to lower the boom send the thunderstorm the hurricane um but god with us in us Mm-hmm. Uh, in relationship. Emmanuel. Emmanuel, another name for <laughs> right. Jesus. Yes, God with us. So another aspect of this, uh, Galatians 3.29 just simply states that by simply belonging to Christ, we are all heirs that are named in the promises of Abraham. And mm-hmm. so all of these promises of salvation and blessing and God's presence and relationship, we are specifically named we are special and called out and god named us in that blessing so again it's not a generic catch one catch all kind of a thing that god specifically named us in this Mm -hmm. blessing Mm -hmm. 
So we are all now sons mm-hmm. of God, mm-hmm. not not servants, not sons slaves, not distant beings right. that uh, are meant to to serve and to someday be in heaven. The family, the community, the family of God. So don't be afraid of, of any of these names of God mm-hmm. that we talked about because they they make God special yeah. for you. Yeah and to you and Don had thought of an activity mm-hmm. that might help bring God a little closer and maybe help you identify things about God about creation mm-hmm. about life that might help you more personally identify that relationship with God yeah so I was just thinking about it and what came to me is you can, uh, adults can do this, uh, parents, if you have children, you can do this with your children. I highly encourage that. But um, maybe think about what God means to you when you think about the Almighty, the divine, uh, the light within, uh, u- uh, universe. What does actually that mean to you? So for some people, they're very uh, kinetic and they need to use their hands. So you could do a sculpture. Um, you could um, you could draw a picture. Ask your kids to draw a picture when they think about God. What pictures come to your mind? Uh, painting. Um, I even thought about you could uh, go for a walk in God's creation in the forest and maybe collect things and make a collage that, you know, this is, this is God to me. Um, or you could get out a bunch of magazines and pictures and just, you know, put them, take things that, you know, just feel right to you and make a, make your own God collage. And then you can take it a step further and maybe, um, come up with your own name um, one of them that I thought about was manifested love and man to manifest just means to make it known and appeared so that everyone can see so manifested love was one um, all loving creator I love that because mm. um, sometimes we just need to get rid of the God as him and he it's just the vernacular that we speak in but you know I've said it many times God has told us that I am not a man um, that God is spirit and we need to approach God in spirit and in truth so all loving creator kind of com- encompasses that um, Meister Eckhart um, was a uh, Christian uh, mystic and monk that lived in oh I can't remember but long time ago and he came up with uh, the term ground of all being mm. so think of yourself rooted and grounded in love like the scriptures say but rooted and grounded and that grounding is God. So the ground of all being. Thich Nhat Hanh, um, who is a um, Vietnamese Buddhist monk, um, he likened God, and he studied Jesus as well, he called it interbeing, because God is with us, God is in us. Um, we're in, 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 our scriptures say that we're in Christ, in God, so that that um, connotes that interbeing. I love that. Um, and interbeing can't be separated. What can separate you from the love of God? Nothing. Nothing. Not even you. You're not powerful enough to separate yourself from the love of God. Now you can fool yourself. Mm-hmm. You can you can make that decision, but 
you're not really separated from the love of God. It's just in your mind. So interbeing, I love. And we talk about Abba. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes we just need our Abba. And we can cry out to our Abba. Um, source of life. Mm -hmm. So there's just a few. I'm sure you guys are already thinking about, you know, different terms you can use. But I encourage you to um, involve as many of your senses as you can. So maybe you hear like a song and to you that just speaks to your heart and that speaks um, Abba's love to you. So you can think of it as a song. Um, uh, you know, uh, ah, taste and see that the Lord is good. Mm -hmm. So you can think and, and, and the goodness of God is often likened to the honeycomb. So involve all your senses. If you have kids, get them involved. Um, it can be a, a great family opportunity because maybe, maybe you don't know what your kids are thinking about God. And maybe you can help them. Um, maybe they can help you. Maybe they can help you. Yeah. You know, how many times are we told to be like a child yeah. and just come with that childlike um, inquisitiveness and, and wonder and trust. Yeah. So all good things. All good things. You know, an interesting side note, all the, all the scriptures this week in the lectionary, uh, you'd mentioned taste and see that the mm -hmm. Lord is good. Mm -hmm. They all use terms like uh, the the richness, the fatness, mm -hmm. yes. the blessing of God. Yeah. Come enjoy the fat. And, yeah. And it made me think. I'd read an article one time of a lady that was inspired through all those scriptures to really look into this biblical diet, and she began to realize that there was a lot of healing that happened when you put more good fats yeah. in your diet. Yeah. Matter of fact, her husband got healed of a lot of debilitating things but they really would enjoy the fatness of, yeah. anyway that's a side note yeah. that that's for free but i found that fascinating mm -hmm. how many times the scripture refers to fat being good the fatness mm -hmm. yeah. uh, of god being good the fatted calves yeah. so mm -hmm. awesome um, we were going to share a song that might help us yeah do what you just talked about so I, again, I just encourage you guys to, to maybe sit in quiet meditation. And that just means to kind of shut off your brain. Just sit in quietness and just contemplate, you know, what, when I think of God, what do I think about? And, and maybe expand that and be open to the Spirit speaking in and in you um, to maybe have a new thought about God. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's do that. So this is an old hymn. I posted it, but um, I didn't post it till this morning, so you may not have had time to look it up. But it's it just came to me. It was, there's something about that name, that old yeah. hymn. Who wrote that? Oh, it's a Gaither. It's a Gaither. It's a Gaither hymn, so you know it's got to be good. You 1979. <laughs> But that, this just spoke to me, and so we'll sing it together, or you can just listen. We're just going to do it a cappella. You, are you going to join me? Can yeah, I'll words? just kind of follow along. Jesus, 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 there's just something about that name. Master, Savior, Jesus. 
just like the fragrance after the But there's something about that name. And I love that. Just notice that they used a word picture and they fragrance used their sense of smell. Fragrance after the after rain. After the rain. You know, the Bible talks a lot about, about the name of Jesus. And, you know, there's the scripture that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow, every mm -hmm. tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Well, I just found out that's in three different places in the Bible. It's a quote from Isaiah in the Old Testament where, um, where Isaiah is saying there is no other God but Yahweh mm. and that every knee will bow every tongue confess that Yahweh is Lord. Well then it's used again in Romans 14 10 through 12 and it's in co the context of judging others that because we're all in Christ we will all bow the knee and um, and confess Jesus Christ as Lord. Why are you judging your brother? We're all in this together. Mm -hmm. And then it's used again in Philippians 2, 5 through 11, um, right after the canonic hymn, where, um, which is the oldest hymn um, in Christianity, that you know, talks about how Christ uh, incarnated himself in, into human, uh, human likeness, into the earth, um, how he humbled himself even further um, uh, to death on a cross, which was just the worst way, mm -hmm. shame, most, most shameful way you could be executed. And then it goes into this, but um, at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Mm -hmm. And remember that God is love and love doesn't control. What this is saying is that when we experience Christ and that mm -hmm. love of God that no no matter who you are that everyone will willingly out of love mm -hmm. and and yeah just out of love will will bow and say yes Jesus you are Lord yeah and so let's go back to that question I asked the guy at work and accepting Christ and you just touched on uh, all of the components of it and so oh, cool. it, when you when you get asked that question or when you hear some of these terms yeah. and there's a myriad of them have you yeah. asked Jesus into your heart have you are you saved are you, are you saved? born again have you accepted did Christ? you say the magic words so what does that mean yeah you know what does that mean and uh, bug I, on your head oh get the bug Darn I don't want to be Mike Pence get the <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sorry. Uh, Sorry. So, what is accepting Christ? I came up with thanking Him mm -hmm. for the gift of salvation. Yeah. This mm -hmm. gift that we talked about mm -hmm. in the parable yeah. of the kingdom of heaven. This free gift of being invited into yeah. the wedding feast. Mm -hmm. Thanking Him for the salvation given. Inviting Him to be present mm -hmm. in your daily life. Mm -hmm. 
declaring he is the God, mm -hmm. he is the Lord, mm -hmm. and you know, we take things like the universe and now we ascribe it to God. Yeah. God is God. Yeah. He is the God. And remembering that you belong to him and will walk in his house forever. Mm -hmm. And that's found in Psalms and we're yeah, going to close with that. Psalm. But I thought I'd give you a chance based on what you've read. You know, when, when you hear, have I accepted mm -hmm. Christ, what, what does that mean to you? Well, um, for me, it's um, allowing Christ into every area and aspect of my being. It's um, some people have um, used a term for Jesus as the truly human one. And I believe that that's what Jesus invites us all into is being truly human. What was meant for us from the very beginning, which is the way of love and that we can walk in the kingdom, which is here and now um, through Christ. Do you have to go to a church to do that? No, but it's good to have a community of of um, of believers. But you don't have to go to a Benny Hinn conference nope. and answer an emotional no altar call. No, that's for people. That's not for God. Yeah. Um, and I believe it's more of an awakening it's, because Jesus is in us. It's more of an is. Yes. It's just a changing of your mind. Yeah. It's more of an, an awareness that that Christ is in you, you are in Christ, we are all in God. And so you can accept Christ mm -hmm. right now. Yeah, yeah. Well, the scripture says today is the day of salvation. Mm -hmm. And today, and today, what that means is it's always a good time. Yeah. And it, the time is always now. Like I said, the past is gone. The future hasn't come yet. It is now. And it's a, it's a continual choosing. It's not one and done, you know, as right. they say. It's a it's a continual choosing, and it's a choosing the way of life, true life. Um, the Greek term is zoe. It's God's kind of abundant, wonderful life. Um, it's choosing um, truth mm -hmm. to be a person of of truth in the in your being. And also you're doing, we talked about that, and um, that's what integrity means, or being integral, is that they match up. And um, part of that is, and that fits with this, is being who you truly are. Um, when, uh, so many of us were caught or taught that when you became a Christian that you had to change. And you had to change so many things about you. You had to change your friends, your music, um, who you dated, how you talked, how you dressed, especially women, how you dressed, how you carried yourself. And um, guess what? God created you because he wanted a you with all your quirks, with all um, of maybe the things you don't like about yourself. Um, mm. God wants a U-E-U. -you. I don't right. know. So that reminded me of, of Francis of Assisi. Everything was a mirror for Francis. What he saw in the natural world, in the sky, in animals, and even plants was a reflection of God's glory. His first biographer, Thomas of Salano, writes about how Francis was constantly praising creatures for giving glory, for giving God glory just by their very existence. They could simply be 
and be themselves. Eventually, nature mirrored back the same message to Francis himself. He could just be and be himself in all of his freedom and joy and even poverty. So that's part of how we can give glory and praise to God is by truly being yourself. I think even if you look at the term accepted, it has a different connotation there. Have you accepted mm -hmm. Christ? Have you accepted the gift? Have you settled into his love for you? And are you choosing to walk in it every yeah. day? Yeah, just as you are. Amen. Amen. Well, I thought I'd end with um, Psalm 23, and it's not a funeral. I think it's a tragedy that we've relegated this psalm to funerals uh, because it's a declaration yeah. of who we are in Christ mm -hmm. these days. Yeah. It's, a, it's a declaration of our faith and our trust. Our position as human and beings. And it, it was a psalm very appropriate for people that think God might be punishing them yeah. or paying them back for the bad things they've done. So I'm going to read this song and we're going to, uh, psalm and we're going to close with it. Uh, maybe close your eyes and, and the words are very familiar. So repeat it. Make this a, make this a confession yeah. and make this maybe the first way that you start changing your mind and if or the it's way too you think. familiar um, find another uh, translation yeah uh, look up the amplified look up the message mm -hmm. look it up in maybe a um, uh, an actual uh, Hebrew uh, scripture version right okay. so here we go Psalm 23 the Lord is my shepherd I shall not be in want he makes me lie down in green pastures and leads me beside still waters. And where'd the rest of it go? Here we go. He restores <laughs> he my soul. my soul yes. and guides me along right pathways for his namesake. Yeah. Make that your awakening statement of the day. He guides me along right pathways for his namesake. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, or 2020, I shall fear no evil, for you are with me. Yes. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You spread a table before me in the presence of those who trouble me. You have anointed my head with oil, and my cup is running over. over. Surely your goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And remember that now the house of the Lord, the temple, the sanctuary is in you. And it's in me. And it's in you. So we can run to that sanctuary, that quiet time, and be in the house of the Lord anytime. Anytime. You don't have to go anywhere. And eternity starts now. Yes. So it's not a future date of heaven at no. some point. No. It's it's we now. We are inside of eternity now. So this Psalm 23 can be what's in a name. Yeah. What's in the name of God for you? All these things that I mentioned: His goodness, His mercy, His love. Even in a bad environment or situation, the Bible never promises that you're never going to have hard no. times or bad things are never going to happen to you. But in that valley of the shadow of death, you'll fear no evil. Right. Because God's peace will be with right. you. You know God is with you. And there's another name that that psalmist uh, came up with for him. God was a shepherd, a loving, 
nurturing shepherd that took care of his every single need. Mm. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And I pray that you will make that your statement yes. today if you've never done it, and then make it your continual statement for the rest of your life. Yeah. Amen. Amen. So should we close with the doxology and give yes. two songs in one week? All Let's right. do it. All right. Praise, Praise God, God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him above ye heavenly host. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Amen. Now may the peace of Christ be with you. And also with you. All right, we'll see you next week. God bless you all. Thanks Messages. for joining us. Yeah, if you have any prayer requests, praise reports. Uh, we're not doing in-person services. Uh, everything's online, so by all means, send us a message if we can help you. Um, maybe uh, make comments of names that you have come up That's with. That's a good idea. And if you do some artwork, if you would please post take it. a picture and post it on the church page, that would be amazing. Yes. I can't wait to see what y'all come up with. Please do that. All right, God bless you all. We'll see you next week.